0: What is going on? You are listening to the KryptonCast on the DC Comics Geeks Nation podcast. I am your host, Brian from Earth-16, and in this episode, we are going to review Blood Moon. And also pay tribute to everyone's favorite bartender turned resistance fighter, Cam. What's going on, everyone? I hope you're all doing awesome this week. I mean, I've I've been having a blast. I mean, it's my birthday. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff coming my way. I mean, I've been celebrating it and I just feel great. I mean, I had like some free food, um, free food coupons. I mean, got to enjoy those, right? Went to ha- the Habit, got me a free hamburger and a free shake. I mean, really awesome stuff and um yeah just i'm really enjoying my birthday and of course i'm enjoying it with you fans i mean this is the ultimate present for me so spending you know just spending my time out of my day to educate you about you know and just to do the reviews on krypton educate you about krypton and like what i've you know i mean just what i've learned throughout watching the shows and even reading the comic books related to superman so i mean i think it's just awesome so we're gonna get right down to this review, and I have to say, Blood Moon has to be one of my favorite episodes this season. I mean, the season season two's been a, a huge blast so far, but I mean, this episode really took the cake, you know? Because I mean, this episode we see we see Zod preparing to use Doomsday to defeat the House of El's Rebel Alliance or the Resistance, and of course, Team House Hell planning to destroy the fleet and a beloved hero. Dying at the hands of Doomsday, Pearl Chem. So we're gonna get we're gonna get to this review. So in the beginning of the episode, we'd see that Lyda. you know, has a flashback of seeing her clone self, and then it goes straight to her telling um, Seg and Team L, as I officially like to call Team Seg. So there's Team L, and she's just telling them about how Zod plans on using Doomsday to defeat the Resistance. So Team L. Seg and Team L decide that you know they need to get to Wake Thor somehow um, to warn Val and the Resistance. However, um, since the bridge has been blown up, there's really no way they can get to Wake Thor. However, Dev tells Seg about the skimmer that he used when he deserted the Sagittarii, and that it could actually still be around, and possibly the surest way to get to Wake Thor. So, meanwhile, while Team L is planning on getting to Wake Thor to stop Zod's invasion, Zod himself is declaring war on the Rebels, and he gives an impassioned speech to the Sagittarii, and saying that very soon that they're going to use the Stellarium, which is actually being mined on Wigthor, to field the Kryptonian warships to conquer the entire galaxy. So once the Rebels are crushed, they can go on with his plans. So a really impassioned speech. So we go straight to the never-ending... We're going back to Team L. We go to the never-ending Seg, Lyta, and Nisalev Triangle. Second, lights talk about um the Black Mercy, and and Seg just asks her like what she saw, and she says that you know Lyta said that she saw the perfect life that they would spend together. So Nissa overhears this, and Lyta just comes up to her and tells her how sorry she is of what happened to JorEl, and that she promises to find Jor. So Nissa thanks Lyta. And before we go into more detail on the love triangle, I also wanted to mention that in the previous part involving Team L, they plan on going to Wagtor, and Nyssa, actually, initially Lyta wanted to come with Seg. However, she was in no condition to come since she's sick from the Black Mercy. So Nyssa volunteered, saying that she knew the whole tunnel network. So when Nyssa and Seg are preparing to leave for Wagtor, they're both talking about you know, what's been going on, like, about the whole love triangle, about the events that occurred, and Nissa declares her love for Seg, and that you can see in Seg's face that there is clear conflict with him. Does he love Lyta or does he love Nissa, or is he split between the two? I mean, one can may wonder, I mean, because with JorEl's existence and their growing bond, I mean, that could very well play a role between the relationship between Seg and Lyta. So, they actually managed to find Dev Skimmer in the Outlands, mind you. They're out in the snowy Outlands, and f- it's so funny because it reminds me of Wonder Woman's invisible jet when Sek finds it. And when it starts sparking or starts it kind of malfunctioning a little bit, Sek says, This is a really shitty spaceship. <laughs> so, back in, um, back in the military guild, um, Zod is just. Being a bully to this poor scientist lady who's doing everything she can to satisfy him by making sure that there's enough black mercy in Doomsday, and he just threatens her, saying that well, the bear will be, or there're gonna be consequences. And this poor lady, you can tell she's just trying to do everything she can to stay alive under this guy because if she fails, like he could do something to her. I mean, Lord knows what he could do to her. And so they release Doomsday from his restraints. And when Zod tells Doomsday to kneel, Doomsday kneels, seemingly obeying him. But who knows? Doomsday's a pretty you know, I mean, don't d- count Doomsday for being just a brute. I mean he could be a very smart brute. Maybe he's just playing Zod. Who knows? But nonetheless, Doomsday um obeys Zod by kneeling toward towards him. So we go back to um Zod's mother, Lyta, she is just sick after, you know, being exposed to Black Mercy, and she's burning up. So Jaina and Dev are trying to recuperate her back to health after the influence of Black Mercy. And Light just awakens and sees her sees Jaina and she's just completely remorseful. And she's telling her that after what I you know after what she did to her, how could she, you know, still, you know, tend to her the way she's doing? And Jaina just explains to her that she's her mother and that she loves her despite what happened and that they both made mistakes, they both made bad choices. And that she raised Lyta to be like a strong loyal warrior. and that they have to move forward so that way they can learn from their mistakes and rebuild Krypton. And Jana declares her love for Lyta. And it's a really touching scene because she says you don't know, you know, she tells Lyta that she doesn't have to ask for her forgiveness and that she's her daughter and she's like the best part of her. And I think that's a really cool scene. And it was a really touching scene. It's really kicked me in the feels, too. I mean, this about an unconditional love between mother and daughter. So meanwhile, we're on Wake Thor now. The scene, we go, we switch in gears to Wake Thor and Seg and Val actually reunite. And you can tell that Val's overjoyed to see his grandson. I mean, after being sucked from the Phantom Zone in the first season. And, you know, however, he sees Nyssa and you can clearly see that Val doesn't really trust her due to the loss of the troops and her taking the um the weapon device from their um the base I forgot what it was called actually but it was it was the very thing that was used to power Zod's weapon so seg warns val of Zod's impending attack and then also in in doing all that um Seg reunites with Adam and Cam so Val decides that you know they probably have the of surprise anyway since all the communications are blocked off, so they want know what's the want to know what's gonna hit them And it's really, it's really a funny, it's a really cool scene, too, where it's showing Adam and Kem reuniting with Seg. I mean, the original three, I call them, from season one, just hugging it out. And Seg is proud of Kem that he's become a soldier and that he's become hardened. You know, just like a hardened soldier, you know, and a tough soldier. And Adam just praises Kem, too, saying that he's been crushing ass. (laughs) And it's just a funny, it's just really funny because Kem's like, what do you mean by crushing ass? And also, Sag tells them that you know heroes don't take days off, so they plan on on actually they actually plan on repelling Zod's um, invasion. So as the resistance prepares for the up and coming attack, they're expecting battalions of Sagittarii as a ship comes down, and Sag says that the ship is enough to hold battalions. However, as they're looking at the hologram, they notice that there's not a whole lot of heat signatures. And to the um, to much to the resistance horror, or to the surprise, I would say they weren't initially horrified. To their surprise, they only see Doomsday, and the viewer only the viewer knows that with Doomsday, that that cannot be good. So Zod um orders Doomsday to kill off all the resistance personnel. So the resistance commander commander Locks, as he's revealed does not seem face and he tells them to open fire. So all the resistance members outside the base are just throwing everything they can at this huge behemoth. Okay. This huge Titan, this huge Colossus of a super soldier. They call doomsday or as I had to call captain Krypton. So locks foolishly thinks that he kills doomsday. I mean, they think they, he and the resistance thinks they've won the day after, you know, throwing so much at it. Like, you know, Bullets, util- you, you, artillery, everything. Like a barrage of just stuff. Like hardware flying a doomsday. Only for him just to get up and like shrug it off. So Val is telling them, look, you guys got to retreat. He's going to kill you. However, Lox is still in phase and he ignores Val's orders, which is stupid on his part. So basically, thanks to Commander Lox, the resistance troops get slaughtered by doomsday. And Doomsday starts to get into the tunnels to attack the rest of the Resistance. So Adam tells Team L that you know Sega first says like, "No, we gotta stop Doomsday." But Adam says like, "Guys, you don't get it. The only person who can actually stop Doomsday, um, doesn't exist anymore." And the person he's referencing obviously is Superman, Seg's future grandson. So Seg plans on having the Resistance steal the ship that carried Doomsday and the skeleton Tatsutari crew over to Wegthor. Inissa plant volunteers to lead a strike team and tells Val, look, you can trust me. You know what I mean? So at this point, Val recruits her and Val also plans on collapsing the, the mining tunnels to detonate the bombs to trap Doomsday. And Kem actually says that, you know, Val you know, Val's is crazy and rightfully so. I mean, he is kind of crazy though but he's an L. And L's are known to be hopeful and pretty brave. And, you know, Kim is so funny in this scene, too, because he says that, you know, I mean, I don't think we're going to have an ass crush on this doomsday, dude. So as they're planning, um, Lyta, back at the Outlands, meanwhile, Lyta is still recovering, and she's recovering quite well, and she and Dev kind of reflect on her clone. And Dev tells her that the clone was very much the same as Lyta in every way, you know, except the fact that she had an unwavering allegiance to Zod. And you can see how Dev feels too, because he felt like he thought he was filling the void that this Lyta had after it was left over by Seg, because this Lyta had all the memories of the original Lita. I mean everything from the smile to the memories, you know, the even the personality. But the only thing that was different, as he said, was just that she was so loyal to um General Zod. So as they're reflecting um, the Sagittari turned some Sagittari turn up to try to capture Dev and Jaina, but Lyta convinces him that Zod's of Zod's deception, and she tells him that Zod's not honorable; he's deceiving everyone Krypton, and that many Kryptonians will die if Zod is not stopped. And this one the Sagittarii just asks her, "Well, why should we trust you? We saw you die. How do you know we're you're the real Lyta? I mean, we just we just saw Lyta Zod die, and Lyta tells him that you know I served under your brother." who was a loyal soldier and he saved my life. She tells him the story, you know, the stories about how her brother saved her life and how she tried to get to know everyone under her command. And it really shows how good of a leader Lita is and that she's a natural military leader and is a leader in general and a very caring leader at that. Very much like General Zod. So the Sagittari, um the two Sagittari that they capture actually salute her and, you know, they ask her what what can they do to help out. So Lyta's gained some followers, and she tells him that, you know, um, you guys are going to do exactly as I say, and exactly as I do. So it looks like she might be forming a resistance of her own, perhaps. And it could actually bolster the numbers of the resistance set up by um, Val. So meanwhile, back on Wegthor, Doomstays attacking the base. And as Doomstays is attacking, the base is losing power. Val tries to warn Seg and Kem to get, get to the surface... Since he cannot detonate the um, the detonators for to collapse the mines, so Adam and Val try to escape the tunnels, but they start to collide, and the tunnels actually collide on poor Adam. So Cam, um, so Cam tries to set up the detonators, and Seg volunteers to remotely detonate the tunnels, much to Cam's um, horror as he refuses, but. You know, before they can argue even more, Doomsday arrives. Now, while all that's happening, Nyssa is successfully able to lead a strike team to capture the ship that brought the Doomsday and the Sagittari over. And she's really skilled, a skilled fighter. I mean, Nyssa Vex, I mean, not a person you want to mess with, especially in a firefight. And she just went completely Bruce Lee onto Sagittari, And I think it was a really cool scene that... You know, she was willing to keep everyone under her alive. I mean, especially with the fact that she felt more responsible for killing a lot of the resistance troops since Zod played her after kidnapping Corvex, who right now is JorEl. So, second chem, um, well, before I get to that, actually, Adam Strange, Val finds Adam Strange under the rebel, but, you know, the hero is just completely paralyzed. He can't move his legs. So he gets him out of the rubble, and gets him to the ship. Now, meanwhile, Seg and Kem survive the slaughter of Doomsday, because they, they had some resistance troops with them as well. And then Seg realizes that he lost a detonator, and Kem refuses to let Seg get to the detonator. And the thing is, Seg's reason for wanting to detonate um, the mines instead of Kem is that the resistance would fall if he doesn't do it. And Kem just tells him, is this because you're an L or that, you know what I mean? Is this because you had to live up to your name? And he tells Seg something very poetic and after he puts Seg down because Seg wants to detonate the whole thing and tells Kem to get out, like escape. But Kem puts Seg down and decides to detonate the mines himself. And he tells him, look, you can't save everyone, Seg. And he reminds Seg that jor is still out there and jor needs him. There's a boy that needs his father, so those last mo- moments between the two friends who are practically like brothers to each other—I mean, since the days of being in the rankless, you know, region or the rankless District—you know, just remembering their shenanigans and their struggles—and sex just completely breaks down when Chem um, blocks his, you know, blocks him from prevent, you know, blocks him from trying to get to the detonator. I just, Kem just tells him, like, look, like, you gotta go, you gotta live. You know what I mean? Like, I know my purpose now, like, I know what I need to do. So it's just really heartfelt, you know, a heartfelt scene. So now we're gonna get to Kem's last stand. And Kem, it's just, it's reminiscent of the Doom game. It kind of, it, it, this last, the first scene of the last stand, it, this is reminiscent of the Doom game where it shows a rifle. You know, if, if any of you ever played Doom, you would notice that like it yeah, shows like the rifle or the gun and everything, and it's a really, really, you know, it's a really cool game. I mean and little and this is a little side knowledge, I mean kind of unrelated to the podcast, so but Doom is related to the guy from Wolfenstein, Billy J. Boskowitz. <laughs> just a little tidbit there. But anyway. So Kem is just like the Doom guy trying to search for the detonator. with his rifle ready and all that. And he goes on to find the detonator. But in in the midst of all that, he sees a soldier who's near, who's barely alive. And when Kem finally finds the detonator, Doomsay's right behind him, and Doomsay just stabs Kem like just completely stabs him. And but before he could actually you know kill him, like completely kill him, Kem just gives him the middle finger and flips him off. And with a smile on his face, like you know, what I mean, he's like, you know, if I'm gonna go down, I'm taking you with. I'm taking you right with me, Mother effort. Go round ahead. And it is just a powerful scene when Doomsday finally like decapitates Kem, but not before Kem didn't you know sets the detonator up, and all of Wegthor's mind just mind just blows up. And man, did he literally have Doomsday's ass crushed. So as the planet is just blowing up, Val screams for Seg, but, you know, Nissa tells him, look, we gotta go. And they escape on the ship. Now, Seg is able to escape, despite the Dev's, you know, Skimmer acting all faulty. And all of Wector just explodes. And that ends the episode right there. So, my final thoughts on this episode are, as Wector exploded, whatever happened to Jax Ur? does she perhaps sneak in with the other Resistance fighters on that ship? Or is she on Seg skimmer somehow? Or does she somehow secretly got in contact with General Zod and he found her a way out? I mean, who knows? And what is the Resistance' next plan now that they escape? Are they going to remain out of, you know, within Krypton's orbit or perhaps somehow secretly get to um, Krypton into the Outlands and just like start Gathering or you know gathering more followers now that Lyta has actually gotten the side of under her command, and um, let's see now that and now that Victor is destroyed, how is Zod going to carry out his plans? Now that all the steering is gone, you know how's he going to plan his conquest of the galaxy? And here's a big, much bigger question: When will Brainiac return? And especially, will he return to Jor well, that's going to do it for this Kryptoncast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or Instagram at DC Comics Geeks Nation. You can also subscribe to our new YouTube page um, at DC Comics Geeks Nation, where we're going to add more videos in the coming weeks and days, also. And of course, you can also follow me on Twitter at Brian's Comics Underscore One. And remember, constant listeners, stay ever so awesome. This is Brian from Earth 16, signing out. Yo, <laughs>